of Pastor Taiwo Udukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you are about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Shall we pray? Father, we give you praise in the name of Jesus. We thank you because you are ever present to help us, to heal us, to lift us, to crown us. What an awesome Father you are. What an awesome God you are. Today, once again, as we get into your word, Father, teach us by your spirit. Give us good understanding so that we can return with good testimonies and be good witnesses for you and your kingdom in the world we live. We promise we will give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I started a series on Sunday and I was um, talking about our cares, our concerns, our burdens, our worries, as it were. And our main scripture was First Peter in chapter 5 in verse 7. I want us just to consider it for the next few minutes, you know, and I believe God that you glean some good truths out of this that will be useful to you and in your situation. Praise the Lord. First um, Peter 5, 7, and it reads, it says, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Life is defined by cares, actually. You know? And cares, I mean, things that need to be done, things that we need to have, things that we need to overcome, things that we need. I mean, from time to time, that's just, that's just the way life is. Today you're at the peak of life, tomorrow you are struggling to get out from the poor somewhere. I mean, that's, that's just life. So everybody at one time or the other has something to be concerned about or to be worried about, as it were. And God already knew this. He made us. He made us. He knows exactly who we are. He knows how we think, how we move, how we act. And uh, he, he goes ahead of us to make the, the places smooth for us. Uh, and that's why this Scripture is so important. Uh, it was Peter writing to the church, and he said, look, we don't need to carry unnecessary burden. After Jesus said it before, and he said it to them when he was with them, he said, come unto me, all you who labor under heavenly, and I will give you rest. And so coming to Jesus, we relieve you of a burden. Glory be to God in the highest. So let me come back. I just want to stress one or two things about this today. This same scripture, if you look at it from the Amplified, it reads this way. Amplified, that is First Peter Chapter 5, verse 7, in the Amplified Version. And this is what he says. Casting all your cares, all your anxieties, that is, all your worries, and all your concerns, once and for all, on him. That's right. All, all, all. Casting them once and for all on him for he cares about you with deepest affection that's right and watches over you very carefully beautiful verse as a matter of fact if you don't remember anything about jesus in the bible remember this it will always bring light into your darkness to always change your perspectives about even the most difficult things of life to always make you see the positive side of life you see the sunshine through the cloud that's who he is. And that's who he is. That's, he loves you deeply. Deeply, affectionately. Carefully, he's watching over you, watching over me. And he ruled that, look, don't bear the bodies you are not called to carry. 
cast it on him. That's why he's here. Glory be to God in the highest. After his one that said, when he was living, before he ascended to heaven, he said, look, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. You go in my name. And in concluding that aspect of the Bible, he says, look, lo, I am with you all the way, all through the ages. I will be with you. Glory be to God in the highest. He's still with us. Hallelujah. He wants to take part in your life. He wants to make it easier than you can ever assume it to be. Glory be to God in the highest. Let me still say something there. It says, casting all your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, once for, and for all on him. What does that suggest to you? Whatever we cast on him ceases to disturb us. So if something continues to be a bother to me, continues to worry me, continues to agitate my mind, it's just a pointer to the fact that I am yet to cast it on him. If truly I have, then it will stop worrying me. If truly I'm casting things, casting worries on him, then truly whatever I cast on him should not be my bother anymore. You know, somebody said, it is our own duty to cast burdens. It is his duty to take care of them. Again, it is our duty to cast burdens. It is his duty to take care of them. So in other words, we're always disturbing him. We want to do what he should do. And my prayer is that we understand this. And we begin to understand how to cast burdens on him. Truth be said, it will give you peace. It will prolong your life. It will, it, it will bring you joy. To bring wholesome to your life. Let's learn to cast our burdens on him. Now the question is this. Why would we want to carry the burdens that is not ours? I'll give you the first reason. The first reason is because man, in his fall from the garden, began to assume God to himself. And up until now, in most of what we do in, mod in our modern world, we do everything to eliminate God. Have you ever heard anybody say, don't mention God in this matter? I don't like you when you mention God. He's got nothing to do with this. Oh, yeah? Is there anything concerning human life that God has nothing to do with. Thank God for COVID-19. Now we all know that God has got everything to do with everything about our lives. Glory be to God in the highest. Haven't you heard before that some people are agitating that, hey, they don't want to see the sign of the cross somewhere. They don't want the Bible read somewhere. They don't want... Now, now I'm not saying that we should choke people up with our religion or our faith or our beliefs. No, 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 no. We should learn to tolerate everyone for who and what they believe. But when we begin to legislate against the Bible, against the name of Jesus, then there's a problem. And that's why the world is where it is today. Glory be to God in the highest. We'll not even say Merry Christmas anymore. We'll rather say Happy Holiday. We just want to, Christ? No, you don't want Christ in anything. The world has a problem, and that's man, that's humanity, that's the natural man. And so what I'm saying is this, the natural man always wants to act like God. And whether you like it or not, inadvertently, that's what we do. When we begin to worry, we assume that we are the end to our problem. 
We are the ones to solve our problems. And when all that we are and we have cannot handle it, we begin to get frustrated. And then, of course, anxiety seizes us and we run into trouble that we shouldn't run into. And usually, you see, whether we like it or not, anxiety is a killer. It's dangerous. Proverbs chapter 12, in verse 25, that reads, it says, Anxiety in a man's heart weighs it down. But a good, encouraging word makes it glad. Let me take it again. Anxiety in the heart of man is a way down. I mean, it pulls you down to the bottom of the sea like a weight hung around the neck of a person. And what happens when you are there with a the weight at the end? I mean, it's just drowned and die. So what anxiety does is that it gets us drowned in our problems, in our challenges. We should not be. We don't have to go that route. So let me come back and really stress this thing about man thinking he has to do it by himself. You know, I was looking at the parable of the rich fool in Luke chapter 12 from verse 16. Amazing parable. The Bible says that this man worked very hard. And God would rather that you work very hard. There's no place for laziness in the kingdom of God. You cannot say because God is on my side and because I can cast my burden on him, so I'm going to be lazy. No, 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 no. In fact, the Bible says he that does not work should not eat. Simple. The Bible says that it's worse for an, a man than it is for an infidel if he cannot work to provide for his family. So there's dignity in labor. That's the Bible. And so this man worked very hard and his land produced so much to the extent that um, he had no place to store them anymore. All his bands were filled up. God was so good to him. Then he said to himself, that's where I'm going. Let's look in chapter 12, verse um, 19 precisely. He said, and I will say to my soul, soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Now, you'll agree with me. There is no reference to God in that statement. So you can see man assuming that now that I have made it, it is by my power. Now, listen to me. We all fall prey of this temptation. When we need it, sometimes we remember to call on God. When we are back to the wall, we remember that the moment it begins to get easy, we knock God off the scene and we're like, hey, yeah, it's by my power. And this was the mistake this man made. He eliminated God because he thought he did it by himself. Look at verse 20. But God said to him, fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided, which you have guarded? Now, you'll agree with me that the only problem of this man was that he thought he was by his own power. So arrogance set in. Pride set in. Could that be the reason why the Bible is saying, cast your body on Jesus? Let's go back and look at the context of that verse. First Peter chapter 5, you know, whatever, 7. Can we take it from verse 6? And let's take the Amplified Bible. First Peter chapter 5, from verse 6. Watch this. It says, therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Mm. In, other, in bracket, set aside self-righteous 
pride so that he may exalt you to a place of honor in his service, in your assignment in life at the appropriate time. So there is always, there will always come a time when God will manifest you. He will reveal you to the world. Stay faithful. Stay with him. Now let me go back again. It says, verse 6, it says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. That, that is talking about the sovereignty of God. Which, of course, he dispenses through his character, his love. Bracket, set aside self-righteous pride so that he may exalt you to a place of honor. Then verse 7 now says, casting all your cares. Now, not a separate statement. It's a continuation. If you look at it, the way it's written, humble yourself on the matter that he will exalt you in right time, casting all your burdens on him. So it's a continuation. Separated by numbering, by a continuation. Casting all your cares, anxieties, all your worries, and all your concerns once and for all on him. For he cares about you with deepest affection and watching over you very carefully. So what are we saying? How do you now define humility in the light of this? Humility is when you think you are doing it by yourself. Humility is when you, when you submit to God, when you know that, look, it's by the grace of God. Thank God for what, I mean, I'm happy for what I have. I'm happy for my life. I'm happy, for, but I owe it all to God. That's humility here. In the book of Jeremy, God was talking to the children of Israel. He said, when you get to the land that I promise you, I begin to see everything working well. So it doesn't get into your head. I want you to understand that it is God. It is I, God. And the reason I'm doing this is such that the covenant might be fulfilled. So don't let it get into your head. So man always gets to a place where he thinks that, hey, I did it by myself. I don't need God. Now, that's one end of the spectrum. The other end, end of the spectrum is to say, no, this is too small. I don't need God in the matter. <laughs> See, get to understand that God is relational by every means. He created us for his own pleasure. And he created us for us to enjoy him. And that's how we define fellowship. That's what happens between a husband and a wife, parents and children. Glory be to God in the highest. That's why Paul will be writing a letter to the church in Ephesus, and he'll say, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, in whom all the families. So you see where the Israel family came from. God is the most relational being you can ever think of. Whether now or in eternity. He likes us to relate. And that brings me to a point quickly before I go to explain the other side of it. And this is it. The natural mind, from what I've been saying, always assume that we are created for independence. There is nothing like that. Truth be said, we are created for mutual dependence between us and God. You say mutual? Yes. He created and delegated us to have authority here. So God will depend on us to wield authority on earth on his behalf. On the other hand, whilst here, we will succeed to the extent that we always remember that we are delegated authorities. We are not God. So it's mutual dependence. And not just mutual dependence, mutual dependence and mutual interdependence. You will always need the other person. You need God and you need your neighbor. 
God is doing exploits through you in your life. He's doing exploits through him or her in his or her life. Uh, her life and you see the products of their exploit will be what you need to forge ahead the process of exploit what the other person needs to forge ahead is just the way it is that reminds me of the young ruler the young pharisee that approached jesus all in bid to trap him and as a question of all the laws which is the greatest and remember what he said to him you will love the Lord the God with all your heart and all your mind and all your strength. And he says, the second is like unto the first. You will love your neighbor as yourself. Then he went on to say, on these two rest all the prophets and the law. Against these two, there is no law. In other words, life is defined by how much you can relate and depend on God and consider your neighbors. Let me go further to prove this to you. In Matthew chapter 7, Matthew chapter 7, from verse 7. This got to do with our needs, our aspirations, our desires. And Jesus was teaching. He said, ask and to be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and you'll be open to you. He says, for everyone who asks receives. Come on, can you, can you carry it? So the idea of asking, is that not dependence? Who are you asking from? God. Now, it says, for everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, find. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Then look at the next thing it says. It says, oh, what man is there among you, whom if his son asks for bread, he will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, he will give him a serpent? Now, it says, if you then, verse 11, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good things to those who ask him? Those who ask him. Therefore, verse 12, this is key. Whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Now, wait, 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 wait. Ask. You'll get it. Knock. It shall be opened. Seek, you find it. Whoever asks, get. Whoever seeks, find. Whoever knocks, the door is open. Or which one amongst you, when your soul will ask, give it. Come on, give me a break. That's good. That was God talking. If you know how to give, why would I give to you? But how do you now really get this thing? Whatever you want men to do, how do they relate? Because God will not jump down from heaven. He will use men to reach you. Men have authority on earth. I hope you understand what I'm saying. God will use men to reach you. God, the devil will use men to reach you. So look, stay tuned to God. Whatever you are asking, you'll get it. It was a, it was a speaker that said, look, every man is just three connections away from you. And somebody else says, he said, we are all products of influence. We are. Influence of God and influence of man. No man is an island. Nations depend on nations to thrive. Communities on communities to thrive. Families on families to thrive. Man on man. Professional colleagues on one another. What makes you think that you don't need man? It's all about relationships. And what he's saying is this, look, I have a relationship with you. I care deeply. Come on, let me handle it. Hallelujah. You know, somebody said something. He said, 
any concern too small, I'm talking about that side of the spectrum now, says any concern too small to be prayed about is too small to become a burden. It's too small to become a concern. It's too small to become a worry. It's too small to give me anxiety. It's too small to cause me depression. If it's too small to pray about, so there should be nothing that I cannot take to him in prayer. Casting all your cares upon him. He cares. Come on, he cares. Nothing is too big. Come on. That's why he's God. I say he is God. And he's waiting to hear from you. Hear what he says. He says, I know the thoughts I'm thinking towards you. They are never of evil. They are of good to give you a hope and a future. So no matter how hopeless the situation is, always remember, God's thoughts towards me right now is to give me a future. Beyond this problem, I have a future. So I can begin to exercise hope in God. Put my trust in him. One version says, I know the thoughts I'm thinking about you. They are not evil. They are of peace. To bring you to an expected end. Look. God has an expected end for you. It's not the end defined by the devil or the troubles you are going through right now. No, no, no. God has a good ending for you. And that's why I can categorically say right now, even as you are hearing me, you will not be drowned in this problem. Whatever it is, you will come through in the name of Jesus. As a matter of fact, you will finish well in Jesus' name. I mean, you will finish well in Jesus' name. That's the whole idea. Learning to cast our bodies on him. Truly, you're going to have a wonderful life going forward in the name of Jesus. I'm not saying, I'm not promising you life without challenges. No, 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 no. But rather challenges coming to drown you and to, uh, to kill you. No, they will be your source of promotion in the name of Jesus. And the book of Isaiah, in chapter 30, verse 15, declares, Thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest you shall be saved. That's right. And in quietness and confidence. Did you hear that? No, what confidence? I've cast my body on him. I'm casting my body on him. That's the confidence. Your strength will manifest. But look at how it ends. Say, but you will not. So let me read again. Say, but what says the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest you shall be saved, and in quietness and in confidence shall be your strength, but you will not. What does that mean? Return. There's a rest for you. Cast your body. Your strength will manifest. But you will not. Why you will not? Because man struggles with God. You got it? Yeah. And that's why the book of Proverbs in chapter 3, verses 5, 6, 7, we say, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Remember, it says casting all your bodies, all your worries, all anxieties. So in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. What's the evil here? When you try to do it yourself, you open the doors for the devil. I mean, all he tries to do is to bring you down, create some kind of distraction and, you know, but trust in the Lord with all your heart. Live not your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He will direct your path. I speak direction to your path right in the name of Jesus. I speak clear direction to you right now in the name of Jesus. God is very, very interested in you. You are the apple of his eyes. 
That's what the Bible says. You don't need to be unnecessary burden. Whatever burden God cannot solve, please throw it away. And there's, no, I don't, there's never been a burden that He cannot solve. He is God. He loves you. So remember, casting all the cares upon Him, for He cares about you. So what is it now, today, that can see the care in your life? So what is it that you are concerned about rather than letting the concern become worried? Cast it there. Because that's a solution point. That's a solution direction. Hallelujah. That's a pathway to find the solutions to your problems. Got it? Yeah. What constitutes a care in your life today? Is it your health? The Bible says, by stripes you are healed. And I pronounce healing to you in the name of Jesus. Is it fear of tomorrow? Say, let tomorrow take care of itself. Sufficient today is the trouble thereof. He rules in your tomorrow. Is God yesterday? He was God yesterday. He is God today. He will remain God tomorrow in the name of Jesus. So learn to trust Him with your tomorrow. What constitutes your care? Is there lack? Oh my goodness. He said if He provides for the ants of the field, they don't sow, they don't reap, they don't have storehouses. So what makes you think that He will not provide for you? Even for driving on the field, He will provide for you. Let's learn to trust Him. How will He do that? He said, whatever you want men to do, so come on. Ask, shall be given to you. He will use men to give to you. Call upon him. He has used animals before. He used birds to feed the prophet. Remember? Uh-huh. Glory be to God in the highest. He is the creator. Trust him. He said, now, this gives me some problem. I hear you. What's your problem? That you just pray? Oh, yeah. Haven't you heard that prayer is a dialogue? When you are calling out to God for something, he answers you by giving you instructions. And that is what becomes great ideas. That's what becomes great discoveries. That's what becomes great inventions. He's the creator. He is wisdom personified. And you know the interesting thing? You have his ears. Or what father? Whose child will ask for bread and you give him a stone? Or the child will ask for a fish and you give him a serpent? If you know how to give good gifts to your children, why don't you think I would come on, trust him? Casting your cares upon him. He really cares for you. God cares for you. God loves you. And I love you too. God bless you. Write me with your testimonies. We want to share your joy. Because we are certain you have testimonies in Jesus' name. Shall I pray with you? Father, we thank you for this time we have shared together with your spirit and with one another. And we thank you for the exposition of your word even by your spirit. We thank you for the spirit of understanding. We know that we will return with testimonies in the name of Jesus. And we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Again, let me pray with you if you are seeking your body. If as a point of contact, just put your hand on the screen. Or just put your hand on your part of your body. I agree. And now we exercise what we have been hearing. We trust God enough to know that he will heal us. If he says he will heal us. The Bible says by his stripes we are healed. So I say be healed in the name of Jesus. Please follow your doctor's instructions. The only reason you won't take your medicine anymore is when your doctor says, oh, you are healed. You don't need them anymore. So let your doctors test you. But I'm certain your healing processes have started now in the name of Jesus. Stop planning your barrier. Plan the next level of your life in the name of Jesus. Because by his stripes you are healed 
I speak love in your family. I speak cohesion. I speak unity in the name of Jesus amongst the children, amongst your, you and your siblings in the name of Jesus. I speak peace in your life. I speak favor all around you in the name of Jesus. Supernatural wisdom on your path in Jesus' name. Because now we are casting our bodies on him. So you'll be blessed. And please write me. I want to rejoice with you. I will reply you. I promise you. God bless you. On the next Thursday, for another showers, keep casting your bodies on him. He cares deeply, deeply about you. I, can, I want to advise that you can listen to the Sunday message. I, I emphasize something slightly different. Together, they will really make a whole lot to you. God bless you. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12th Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. P.O. Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you. Thank you.